0: ¿Qué lo que hay, mi gente? Welcome to Let's Hablar Solita Podcast, brought to you by Hablemos Productions. Vamos a hablar de todo sin filtro. Let's talk without a filter. Hey, welcome to Let's Hablar Solita Podcast, part of Hablemos Productions. Today we have a very special guest. We have Jess Cano. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm really excited about this because we're going to talk about female comedians because I did see some of your TikToks and I actually <laughs> think that you and I would buy really, really well yeah. because those jokes I found super relatable. Now, just to kind of give a little bit of premise, I, prior to this, did look up a couple of female comics who are Latina. They are part of the brown community and Afro-Latino community as well. So we have Marcela Agrio. Who's Salvadorian? Daniela Perez, Sasha Mercy. We also have Alexia Del Valle, who's Puerto Rican. We have Joanna Hausman, she's Venezuelan. Then we have Jenny Lorzeno. We have Gina Rion, which a lot of people probably remember her. Is- mm-hmm. Alonso, Aida Rodriguez, and Angela Johnson Reyes. Those were the ones that I was able to find online. Sometimes it's a little hard to find them in one spot. Literally, I told you I was looking at, like, four different pages just to find some of them. Um, And I think the representation is important. And you being a comedian that is starting, I know that it's really difficult for the the path to get easier, right, for acknowledgement. Where do you feel that we are lacking? Do you think it's the male comedians that aren't helping pave the way for females or is it even us females that are messing up?
1: I think it's 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 kind of both I think on on one end being that comedy is a male dominated like industry, and you see more male comics that are out there um with a greater platform um at the same time, just some of the experience that I've had personally is sometimes what I find funny or what we find funny, a lot of men don't find funny um or on top of that, men don't want certain women to say certain things, you know like it's almost the whole. Um, look pretty, but not, you know, not, not say certain things. And I think, um, that's a big shift in it. Some, some comments, um, or some comics, they, they don't like the diversity of women really speaking their mind. Um, it doesn't always have to be overly sexually. It doesn't always have to be overly, um, you know, vulgar, you know, a lot of cussing and things like that. It doesn't have to be that. But I think when women do, it definitely does make a lot of people take a back seat to it. Um, at that same time with women, I think more women, yeah, they should be more supportive on that, on that end. Um, I don't have any direct experience with, with females not supporting me. Um, I feel like my, my fan base typically tends to be more females, uh, which I love that. I love the support. I love a lot of it. It's, it's like, oh, I, I thought that too. Um, and with men, I think men are, it's a little bit harder, I think, for them to either connect to it or to get on board. Um, mm-hmm. especially some of the topics, like I talk about dating, I talk about things that, you know, nobody wants to be called out for those things, but it's the reality. And if it's something that I find funny because it happened, um, I think the biggest thing with comedy too, it's like, it's a matter of perspective. So something that maybe we at females find funny and we're willing to get on board and support um, maybe the opposite sex are, are not as um, ready to, to do the same.
0: Yeah. I can definitely see that because I know that, Recently, there was controversy with George Lopez saying that he, his name was Ralph Barbosa. He's an upcoming comic, mm-hmm. too. And he was like, who is that? And then he kept making fun of that nobody knows this person's name when a lot of people right. didn't know his name yeah. he's coming out. And yeah. he's like, I don't think that you should pave the way for others. And there was a different comedian who said, yeah, we should pave the way for these comics who are Latino, to come out yeah. and have an easier time than us. Not saying give them a free ride, but make it right. a little bit easier. And he was just not for it. I'm completely different. I'm more right. like John Legazamo, where he's like, give us a piece of the pie. Why right. don't we invite people into our kitchen so we can make more pie?
1: If right. we make more
0: right. pie, we can give out more, right? And- <laughs>
1: right, you get this pie <laughs> out, out there. Out. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're not seeing that. A lot of men, I think they're threatened by the industry being able to be in a woman's space. That's right. what is the thing. They're afraid that if they allow more people into the industry, that takes mm-hmm. away from their shine. But right. you're a legend. You're yes. a king of comedy. So I don't understand how you can't allow someone into that space.
1: Right. right? You know what I mean? Right. Maybe a well, especially, too, either- there's... Yeah. Well, and and the reality is there's, there's so much space, you know, when it comes to that, especially because comedy is forever changing. Like I said, it's all a matter of perspective. So what, what some people find funny, some people really don't find funny. Uh, There's such a thing as like dark comedy It's really coming back around. There's a lot of things like that. And then of course, when we live in a climate where it's so controversial where it's like, there's not room for that, but yes, there is because there's so much that it's spread in so many different avenues. You definitely can maybe, um, he And this is just an opinion, but maybe he's thinking of his own experiences coming into comedy, you know, like he really did have to pave the way for Latinos. There wasn't, aside from, and I'm thinking like Chichin Chong were to me when I think of like that, that's what I think of, you know, and I think of like, those were the first Hispanic comedians that I've ever seen, you know, Mexican Americans, like that literally the first time <laughs> I've ever heard that phrase was from that. So yeah. where where did he get his stuff from? You know, it's kind of like one of those things, maybe it wasn't as um, open arms when he first mm-hmm. started out. He did have to really work for the, um, for, for the time that he's gotten. But if anything, that's powerful. Like that's something that you should pass it down to the next generation. I mean, George, you're in your like sixties, dude, like, you know, more love, you know, more mm-hmm. spread some of that positivity around. And especially like, there's so much more relatability too and look at what he talked about a lot of the stuff was like old school hispanic parenting and look at the diversity of let's talk about new school hispanic parenting you know like I myself I'm a mom and I joke all the time that we don't do soft parenting in this house you know like I I try to and then I get I hear in the back of my mind like my grandma like sucking her teeth like you just gonna let her talk to you like that and it's like no you're right who the hell are you talking to so it's like yeah. I think those are funny things too. Like we we're all a product of something. And with him it's like there's there's definitely more to give, George. Yeah. Well that's you that's pretty specific. Yeah, there's more.
0: That's why I just I couldn't wrap my head around his way of thinking because I mean, yeah, Cheech and Chong, they were really, really funny. But I remember and I don't know if it's because my grandma and my, my mom, they watched a lot of, like, I guess it would be, like, Latin shows, Latino mm. shows. And Cantinflas was one of them. Like, he was one of those comedians, those little comics that was always around. And they always had jokes that they would randomly throw at parties, like that Cantinflas said. So me, as a joke, to my grandma, she doesn't think it's funny, but I think it's hilarious. Because um, she said that there was this actor named Fernando Casanova who was, the real father of her children instead of my grandfather, oh was, like mr oh no, wow um i was like no i think you're wrong and she goes well i'm like i think you're wrong i think my real grandfather was something plus because all your kids act a fool and she's like oh. no. she was so mad she and, was um, like that's not my head like, yeah she's like no 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 and i'm like first of all Look at your kids. Look at look at your grandsons. They are complete clowns. You cannot tell me that that Gantimpfloss is not their real father because if it right. is George Jefferson, I don't care what. You oh know, my what gosh. One <laughs> <What laughs> the other. Yeah, she's in denial, right? She's in denial that my grandpa looked black. Like she's just in denial. To her, no, no, i not No, no, he was. Yeah, look the pro. Yeah, look the pro alone. The pro isn't <laughs> <lie>. lying. <laughs> yeah. Look at your daughter. Your daughter is, like, brown. And people think oftentimes that my mom is mixed. They're like, are you white?" Yes. Right? And, like, no. She's Mexican. Right, right. <laughs> so, no. And then all her kids have froze. But it's, like, one of those things that I think that now, in, in comedy especially, right, right. you can't say certain things because it's frowned upon. And like, that's how we joke amongst right. family. So how can you tell us that we're wrong when we practice those jokes on our family? I think Oh, okay, oh
1: yeah.
0: Latine, Latinx, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. We practice our jokes on our family. The ones who get roasted. Those girls, are the first family.
1: ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Those. First of all, those are going to be the first ones to make fun of you. And those are going to be mm-hmm. the first ones that you practice your jokes on. I mean, one of the things that I say when I did the stand up that I did was like, I'm the baby of the family. I mean, I got it on all ends. I, had cousins, I had siblings, and you know it basically was like if you're not fast, you're gonna get made fun of. So mm-hmm. it's almost like when you knew we were getting together with the family, you're like practicing your jokes, you know, like oh I'm gonna get him with this one, like that's what you do. I think in a sense, my family jokes now, like well we kind of ruined you, you know now now that you're trying to date because I think it's funny to make fun of people, and I don't do it. It's never maliciously, and I always say mm-hmm. that too, like when I when I do a rap, when I do a joke it's only to people who deserved it. So when I, that's my way of, of processing and dealing with things. It's if things are, if, if this is going to be a joke, well, let's laugh. Right. So yeah. I think that's kind of all, like I said, it's all interpretation. Um, but like you said, your family, they're going to be the first ones that, you know, like they are the first ones to give you those ugly nicknames. They are the first ones to, you know, like come up with those jokes. I had, um, it was like my 22nd birthday once. And I had, My friends, my closest friends and my family, they tried to roast me at my birthday. And I stood Mm -hmm. up in front of all of them and I said, you guys better find another day to do this. You're not doing this today. Like, because they were like, oh, no, I have a better story of her getting drunk. Oh, what about the time she, you know, and it was like, let's not do this. But, (laughs) oh, yeah, it's all love.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I remember, so my 21st birthday, I wanted to go to a comedy club. That was where I wanted to go. And I went with my mom, my two sisters, and my dad. Mm -hmm. And in the audience, when you sit in the front, you're kind of going to get picked on. Let's be real. When you go to a comedy club, you're setting yourself up for failure. We did not sit in the front. We sat kind of in the middle. But my mom decides to raise her hand when he asks whose birthday it is on that night. And it was Butch Escobar. If anyone has ever seen his stuff, he gets he gets really creative when he picks on people and yeah, she points at me and I'm like, please don't, please don't point at me, please don't, and he's like, how old are you turning, I'm like, not wanting to say and then my sister, yeah. first, this, who's done stand-up goes, she's 21 and he goes, what the hell are you celebrating coming out of your mom's the J 21 years ago, and my mom is oh, red, and my mom is red ah. so I'm like she Sh- wasn't expecting the flip <laughs> You did this to yourself. I didn't yeah. raise my hand. I was just enjoying my first, like, legal piña colada. Like, that. <laughs> like <laughs> what I'm enjoying. And I'm just trying to listen to everybody else get made fun of. And you picked on me. Why? Like, that's yeah. no. And I'm also the baby. So I got made fun of a lot by my cousins. Those nicknames that yeah. you hate and you wish that they would just forget. Yeah. And it's just like... They practice their material, even though they're not stand-up comics. On me,
1: right? Please don't. Oh yeah.
0: Pick someone else. Pick, pick her. (laughs) Go pick the next one. Yeah. Anybody else? And I feel like with women, um, and I told you this briefly, briefly before we started, that I -hmm. did get my degree in performing arts, and I wanted to do stand-up comedy, but I was really scared. Right. And now there's a lot of There's a shift happening with a lot of comics who we know, such as Angela Johnson. Mm -hmm. She doesn't... The stand-up that she did on Netflix, that was, like, a one-time thing. And she should have had more. Recently, she released a whole show on YouTube Mm -hmm. by herself because streaming platforms are not picking up the phone to get Latina comics. And we kind of go through... This with females, because I don't know if you heard of the controversy with Monique. Mm. No. no. So years ago, after an issue with her and Lee Daniels, who is very famous in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and allegedly she was being blacklisted, allegedly by okay. him. I don't have proof of that. I don't know if that is correct. Right. This is just all commentary. She was approached by Netflix to do a comedy special but for a certain amount, okay. and she's like, I'm a legacy. I'm a legend. I deserve more. Why is Amy Schumer getting paid mm-hmm. more than me, and I'm a legacy. I, I have an Oscar. I had a yeah. hit show. Like, I'm a queen of comedy. Household name, seriously. And they said, this is the offer, but she didn't counter offer, allegedly. Okay. Um, her husband didn't didn't counter offer he's her manager okay they didn't go to any other platform instead she's saying why is she not making what dave chappelle is making why is she not making what chris rock is making so right. she kind of right. went on a, a rant for that now they said that things are better so she did get a deal with netflix we just don't know when the comedy special was going to come out i think it's already out if i'm not wrong yeah i feel like um, i've seen it
1: but out yeah. not not watched it Yeah.
0: And I'm like, I I don't understand how the the pay is done, but from when I watched the Be- Breakfast Club, I don't know if you watch their mm, their stuff on I YouTube, do. I think Charlemagne is hilarious and I love their banter with DJ Envy. I think it's just really, really yes. funny. But she went on there for Donkey of the Day because she mm-hmm. got mad yeah. that Charlemagne had given her Donkey of the Day. So when they invited her to come She's on this, she's stuck on that, you know? And they're like, did you, you haven't done and sold out stadiums. You haven't done right. those things that Chris Frock is doing, that Dave Chappelle Dave is Chappelle. doing, that Kevin Hart is doing. Like, they're selling right. out stadiums, arenas, they're going and doing shows, but you're not doing that. So why do you think that you deserve more?
1: Right, right. It's a different caliber of what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Right. And I'm like, I understand their their process of thinking when it comes to finances for shows. If I see someone who I know is a legacy and they're doing shows where they're, they're selling out, okay, maybe right. I'm going to offer you more. But when you're not doing that and you're only holding on to your work that you've done, your portfolio, right. Right. that's not going to get you anywhere. Not no, because
1: you're not, you're not relevant. And if you're not relevant in comedy, that's a huge thing, you know, like especially nowadays too, when you have so many different, like you've seen so many different platforms and how they're going to view comedy, your comedy special. Isn't just going to be streamed on Netflix or on YouTube, for example, it's going to be reposted on Instagram. It's going to be reposted on TikTok. Like you have so many more, uh, so much more of an audience that's out there that if you're not relevant, you know, I'm sorry, almost like the worst thing that would be is, is, a kid of this generation, a 20 year old being like, who the hell is this? You know, like they're going to not know who you are um, because you don't put yourself out there in the same, in the same, you know, uh, breath that Dave Chappelle's still being talked about. Dave Chappelle went MIA for how many years? And he came back with like the biggest comeback, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hey, I mean, I don't think that Chris Rock actually got slapped for his comeback, but I mean, he, he was doing well. And then, you know, I think this definitely gave him a whole nother, um, whole nother tool to use. But, yeah, you, you have to be relevant in this industry. And if you're not doing it, no one's going to speak your name or even understand why you think you deserve that.
0: Yeah. And I feel like especially females, it's hard because it is a male dominant. Like, let's, let's really look at it. How many of these people have we seen that are male or the ones being, like, looked at all the time such as right. i i didn't know about ricky Veles until much later he did a comedy special on hbo max i think he's hilarious mm-hmm. i honestly i recommend that comedy special i think yeah. he's just <laughs> he am like you and i can be friends you and i we, yes. know, we see each other yeah um and then even ian lara who was helped out by Aida Rodriguez, she ran across mm-hmm. this young comic and she's like, Why is he not getting as much traction? Let me help him. Right. And she did. She helped him, you know, get onto the HBO Max world. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen his stuff prior to that. And then I'm like, Okay, well, yeah, he is funny. Let me look him up. And then you go right. on YouTube, you can find things. You go on TikTok, you can find things. But
1: is he the one who he says he looks like the like the Latino Timothy Charlemagne? is that the one? Yes, okay. And he's on SNL now. Like he's yeah. He's he's funny. He's um I think I first seen him on TikTok before I seen him on anything. But once mm-hmm. again, that's just going to show too like how the times are. You're going to get more of a buzz on something like that, but that's that's huge.
0: Mhm. I think it's like you have to be okay with something not turning it out the way that you want it to when it comes to comedy, such as yeah. Dave Chappelle with his comedy where he talks about, like, the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Some of us may not be like, oh, that I don't, like, especially if you're not part of that community, you might not find right. it offensive. You're like, oh, that's right. funny. And then they're not taking it that way. And it doesn't right. it doesn't sit well with a vast majority. So then they start, co- you know, commenting on it where they're upset. And he's just like, hey, mm-hmm. it was a joke. Like, yes. It's a joke for a reason. Right. Like it or not. It doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean I'm right. It just means that was what I thought to be funny. I Mm -hmm. said it. I can't take back what I said, but just know that I'm an ally. And I feel like a lot of people just get stuck on that. Where they're like, that offends me. There's a lot of things that I think that are not funny, but I don't go online and be like, you're disrespectful. We need to cancel you. No, I think accountability is a good thing. Um, yeah. Making somebody accountable of their joke and possibly teaching them a little bit of something, you know, like, hey, that wasn't okay for this reason. And then teach right, them. Right. Um, the one thing that I can say, like, I don't think that we need to be as PG with comedy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that limits. Everybody talks about free speech, about how right. we have that right. But when it comes to women, and I, you touched on this a little bit briefly mm-hmm. before we started. If if a woman says something, a man can get easily offended. And they're almost like, I don't want to watch her because she hates men. Like, yeah. I don't hate men. I just made a joke. And if, if the shoe fits, lace it up. Like, if it's right. really yeah. fitting, lace it up.
1: Well, and that's one of those things I think people nowadays, like how you're saying, people nowadays want to pick comedy apart. They want to take certain things that were said and they want to exaggerate it and they want to blow it up to be something that it's not. And that's where, I mean, I've been a comedy lover for years. Like since we were kids, that's kind of what we did. We would literally watch death jam comedy on a cassette tape and rewind it and watch things that were wildly inappropriate. But it was funny, you know, it was funny. And if we sat there and tried to dissect each joke, I mean, number one, my childhood would have been ruined, but number two, like there's just so much that like you're, you're taking the fun out of what it's supposed to be. And I think that's really when it comes to comedy. Like I, I had, um, in my phone, I just had a, a a notes thing that was titled jokes and they were just random things that would come to my head, random things. They didn't have to make sense, but they were things that I chuckled at. So, I think of that, too. It's like if I were to put everything out there that ran through my head and I thought was funny, I probably would have been canceled a long time ago. And I haven't even gotten started, essentially, you know. But I think that's one of the things with comedy, too, It's like, people like to dissect everything. And if you take one thing that somebody thinks personally that they think is funny um, and you, you attach it to some type of emotional uh, attachment to something else or you're, you're relating it to yourself personally, you've missed the joke. The joke was supposed to be just what it was, surface level. If you go deeper, that's kind of more of a personal issue, I feel like. Um, But like you said, with with comedy and stuff nowadays, I mean, I have posted some stuff on all of my platforms. I posted um, the comedy that I did on my TikTok. I posted it on my Instagram and posted it on Facebook. And I think out of those three uh, social medias, we all know Facebook is the one that people like to get on Facebook and they like to be little keyboard Warriors and they like to say things. Um, I think if I were to listen to everything that somebody said, I would I would be discouraged completely and not want to do it. Um, I know I had put, put one of the comedies that I did up there or the stand-up I did, and some guy was like, "She's not funny," you know, or uh, that's the problem with women nowadays is that you know they think certain things are funny and that's not funny. That's not attractive. You're missing the point. The point was not to be attractive. Number one. The point number two was. This is something that I find personally funny. Now, if you felt like what I said might have been a personal attack to you, you you missed the whole bit. So I think there's a huge thing with that. And then, like I said, I think men especially like women to be a certain way. Oh, you, you can be funny, but don't think you're too funny because that's not attractive. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's, it's very interesting, um, especially right now, too. Like, I'm, I'm dating So, essentially, I put that out there. That's on my Hinge profile. It says, um, a fun fact that surprises people about me, and I said, I'm an aspiring comedian slash wannabe rapper. FYI, if this doesn't work out, you're going to get roasted. So, it's out there. They are forewarned (laughs) that it's going to end one of two ways. Um, and, And some people get a kick out of it. Some people are like, that's not, you know, that's not cute. But if that's the case, keep it swiping. You know, but um, I've also, I've also had a weird interaction where some guys are like, make fun of me, tease me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to no. get into your fetish and your kinks right now, but, you know, take me out to dinner and then we'll see how funny we are. But, oh, no. Right. Yeah. I
0: mean, first of all, you said hinge. That's where you know you're wrong. Like, I, I did, I did have a hinge account. And let me just tell you, it was a waste of time. My friend said that that she, she does not believe in waste of time. I do. I think that when you know that you're not being serious and you know that I'm trying to be serious, you are mm-hmm. waste of time. like, I don't the And there was one guy who messaged me on hinge and he said something about like being a dominant male. And I was like, um, I don't run in my house. And he goes, well, yeah. I don't run in my house. Like I, I am like the girlfriend of Christian Ramirez. Um, he's also a comedian. I think okay. he's Dominican and Panamanian. And uh-huh. he was talking about how his girlfriend makes more money than him, and so when he tried to say something, she's like, "Shut up! I buy your socks." That's me. I would that type of person be like, Shut up. Like, who are you talking yeah. to? you ain't
1: talking to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, you don't run shit. You're all. <laughs> you need, in fact, you need to wash your socks. They're stiff. You stink. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: smell. You smell like. Yeah. like uh uh-uh. uh. Like no. And I was like, you know what? You have the energy of like a small ass man. And he's like, what my energy of a small ass man. Like, I picture Oompa Loompa looking like male energy. And he goes, yeah, that's not funny. Like, you're trying to, I'm like, no, it's funny to me. I think, like, you literally, you're like a small Oompa Loompa type energy. That's the only way that I can see it. You want to be a short king
1: so bad, but you just haven't elevated yourself to that level. (laughs) No, and that's the other thing too. And there's nothing wrong, you know. I mean, shout out to the short kings out there. I had a baby with one, you know. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is, you know. I think no harm, no foul. But if you're gonna leave with that type of energy, then you, I'm, I'm a very like match your energy type of person, and that can go mm. good or bad, you know, because sometimes people be making me match energies that I have no business matching. Other times, I'm like, oh, you think you're funny? Oh, you think you're gonna tease me? Just wait for it and. Mm-hmm. I've had some, some potential like relationships that could have been good end very badly because I couldn't help myself. And when I'm like, Oh, you have no idea. Not only do I think I'm a comedian, but I'm petty. So oh. that's a, that's a, that's a mix right there, you know? So I also like to lead with that at the same time. But, um, I think with men too, that's intimidating. That's intimidating. And, and as we talked about, if a man was leading with dominance, they don't want a, a, another dominant partner who's going to do that. And then we're going to make fun of you on top of it. I mean, it's not ideal. However, a common phrase, at least that I have seen on, on the dating apps was, um, I, a lot of guys put this on theirs too. It was, I want a relationship that has an equal flirt to roast ratio. I've seen so many people (laughs) with that on their profile. And it's like, do you though? Because we can be really cute together. But if you give me the tiniest amount of something, I will find a way to make fun of it. And I think effort is everything. Now, I love somebody who's lighthearted and you're not gonna take everything that is said too hard. But that's the thing, you have to know your audience. And at the mm-hmm. same time, everyone's comedy sense of humor, everyone's comedic sense of humor is completely different. Um, I know people who are sarcastic. I think sarcasm and comedy, they're similar. But it's very different. You have to read a lot of the, the tone. You have to read a lot of the innuendos, a lot of things that are being said. Otherwise, you're like, did this person just insult me? Or, you know, like, hurtful. yeah, that kind of hurt my feelings. Damn, you know. But I think, I think comedy can do that. Comedy can do that. But you kind of were like, but you were, that was a joke. Like, you should be able to identify an insult versus a joke. And I think that's a big thing with with comedy too, like how you're saying, like people get offended, but that wasn't an insult, it was a joke. If you chose to take it insulting, then I I'm like, I think people also should should go to comedy shows with like less expectations in a sense, you know, like don't go there and expect to be like, oh, I'm gonna he's gonna offend me. This one's offensive. You probably shouldn't be seeing the comedian. <laughs>
0: Go with like a blank, like a very blank sheet of paper. Just go and yeah. enjoy the experience. For me, I remember, um, <laughs> it was unhinged. I was having a full on conversation. We were making fun of a movie, and I said, "Like, he goes, be honest with me, and even if it's like, if you think it's funny, be honest with me. I'm like, do you, okay. you can handle the truth?" And I just kind of like, oh, did that from a movie that I saw, and he yeah. was like. Wait, you're really gonna be honest? I'm like, you can't handle the truth? I'll tell you the truth if you want it. Yeah. And when I gave him my critiques about his favorite, you know, like movie, he instantly just un, unliked me um, and oh. me because I didn't think his movie was funny. Like, I didn't oh. think it was funny. I thought what I was saying was more funny than the movie. And he was like, I, I can't deal with that. Anyone who dates me, you have to be willing to deal with musical puns. Because yeah. any kind of movie where, like, a yeah. song pops in, in my head and I just say it as a joke.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> you, can't, you can't overthink that and just be like, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's like, you missed the joke. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm a big, like, movies, shows, songs, reference type of person. If mm-hmm. If it applies, I'm going to say it you know, but that's yeah. that's something too. You're like, do we even have the same t- taste and what we think is funny or like, because that's a huge, that's one of my favorite like icebreaker questions. I ask the stupidest of icebreaker questions, but if we bond over comedy, I ask them like, what are your top, you know, top three comedians, top five comedians or top favorite comedies? Then we can go from there. If you know, Will Ferrell isn't in there at least, I don't know if it's going to work out because I have a very stepbrother's mentality, you know, I mean if, if we said, did we just become best friends, and you don't ask me if I like guacamole, it's not going to work out so, right. there's opportunities for sure
0: and even for me, like, John Legazamo is one of my favorites, he is one oh my of my gosh. favorites, but I love his movie and I always go back to it, I can watch it 10 million times, and I'm always going to think it's funny it's every so funny. time The Pest. I knew it! That is my favorite movie of his ever. And I remember one guy, he was probably about four years older than me. And I'm like, he said, what's your favorite comedy movie? Because I don't like scary movies. So he's like, what's your favorite comedy movie? I'm like, The Pest. I've never seen it. No, we can't be friends. Classic. No. No, No, you've been sheltered. Yes, we've had a a different childhood.
1: childhood. That's what that means. That's what that
0: means. I'm like, no, you, this first of all, if I was poisoned, it, it, could I do this? Like the yes. things I'm like, this that movie, I don't care what because, you are in it's life. It's Sean Connery's it
1: birthday. <laughs> yes. that, that is one of our favorite <laughs> movies from childhood. We will say so many lines from that. Okay, him in the shower, run stinking. Like we do it all the
0: time. I love it. I tried looking that movie up, like the the song Voodoo Mambo. I've tried looking it up on iTunes right. to see if they had it so I could download it. It's not there. Oh, they need to like have it on there because I, I do. it's
1: just the opening scene. It's the It's so awesome good. Shit. He says, "Like a bugger, I'ma stick to it." Yeah, <laughs> like there's so much. <laughs> and then him is a little little Chinese food delivery. <laughs>
0: I do they did it to you. Wait, and he's not really mad about it. I did I that to my it. mom at a store. We were. It was during this oh time of God. year because Thanksgiving was coming up. Yeah. And we're passing that section where all the turkeys are, and then they had frozen duck. And my mom is like right next to that section, mind you. I'm not like young at this point. I was 28, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> Well, they did it to you really loud in the <laughs> store. Everyone stops and turns, and my mom's like, No curse, like, I don't know. Oh her. My <laughs> god. I was like, Mom, look what they did it to him. And I'm just like going on about it. Everyone in the store starts laughing, and one lady caught the reference Cause she oh. Goes, oh my god, oh my god, that's from that movie. And I was like, Oh my god, Yeah, she can be my friend. And yeah, instant friend, grocery store bestie. Love yeah. it. I was like, we can be friends. You just already showed me that we can be friends. And even my best friend to this day, I said, you know, because we had another friend in, in common. I was like, if you were ever, if we were ever to have to like swap somebody for a ransom, just know that I'm not going to pick you as my best friend. And she goes, what? I'm like, that's oh, why I'm no. going to pick the ninja. And she's like, I don't no, that's, no. Well, you have to watch this movie but she's not the yes. best to watch movies so I'm like, no, well, now we have to have a, a girl's day where you watch that movie you have to and understand that reference I think that
1: was what a, good, what a great friend bonding day you guys both bring your favorite comedy movies and just see, because number one you're going to be like, we are all so freaking weird and different and you're going to be like, you think that's funny but then it makes so much sense like it your personalities, I think it's like, a, it's a boiling pot of all the stuff that you watch growing up, all the different, like Mad TV, okay? Mad TV mm-hmm. is hands down one of my favorite things from growing up, and if you can't Stuart, you know, if you can't do that with me, look what I can do. If you cannot, then we cannot. If you can't Miss it mm-hmm. with me, oh, it's long and if you can't do that, we can't be cool. Right. Or was
0: it they they had the two girls, um one of them was oh, white and the other one the, was black and they're like Yeah hey, yes." my Tata's look big and I'm like Yeah oh, they're trying to be Puerto Rican and I'm like yes. no Is that what they were trying to be yeah. the whole time?
1: <laughs> it makes more sense now that you say that. Yeah, they were trying to be Puerto Rican. I don't, don't know if you remember, like, Ricky
0: Martin's in there. They're like, he's the love of my life. No, he's the love yes. of my life. And I'm like, no. We, no. Absolutely no, not. No, we don't even like him.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, he don't He don't like you. You're not his type. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're not even his type, bro. He's not in yeah. there.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe all of this isn't his yeah. type. Your personality could definitely, you know, match definitely. his energy, but... You don't have the physical things that he likes. Yeah, you don't have the
1: equipment, girl. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) my God. I loved
0: Mad TV growing up. And, again, we're probably way too young to watch it at that time that we watched it. 100%. Because... I mean, my parents, they're like, you can watch this, but don't repeat the language at school, right? So they made a yes. very big distinction. We can watch these things, but you're not to repeat what you hear at school or around your friends. Yeah. Unless they wanted me to reenact,
1: you know, right. my parents.
0: My dad was typically was the one like, oh, do the, do the voice yeah. of Carmen from South Park. And I'm like, yes, yes. It? So it was like things like that that I found absolutely hilarious. But now some of my friends, especially if they're younger, they have no idea who I'm talking about. Like in living color was one of my parents' favorite shows growing up. And I, I think I started watching it probably around eight or nine in the morning because Mm -hmm. it would come out at midnight, but my parents would like save it and record it. So that way we could watch it in the morning right and that show is very inappropriate today's world very really be canceled
1: oh, so many so many things that are offensive but it's funny i don't know yeah i'm a fan right.
0: i would love to have a show like that done for latina comics though i would yes
1: because yes. there's so
0: many of them that are funny like cristela alonso is really funny
1: she's she's, funny. she's so funny She's one of my yeah, favorites. I really
0: um, yeah. I got really she, mad when did they canceled her show.
1: A, a comedy special on was it Netflix? Yeah. Or was it this last year? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right after COVID, she did one, and she talked yes. about, you know, when she went—I think it was like college or something—and her, so her friend's mom was like, "Oh, let me take you to a authentic restaurant. It was Olive Garden. Oh yeah.
1: oh yeah. Oh yeah." Like,
0: these peppers are spicy, and she's like, okay.
1: If (laughs) you say so, (laughs) the the banana pepper, the peppercinis, girl, that's more (laughs) vinegar than it is peppers, stop it.
0: (laughs) That's why I was like, I I completely understand that, because I have a lot of friends who are not, like, Hispanic, and then they'll be like, oh, this is, this is what it's like when you go to Mexico. No, you haven't been to Mexico. You've been to resorts. (laughs) You have yes. in Mexico. <laughs> and then when they well, get there, I kid you not. I had a friend from high school. We took her to Mexico where my family lives. And my grandma made homemade enchiladas. She said that she didn't mm-hmm. like the sauce. And she's like, Where's this like the sauce? So-? I'm like the sauce was made from scratch. And she goes, Oh, you guys don't get it out of a bottle? I was like, A bottle? I'm like La Victoria. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. Like, no. We we made no. this like
0: the, all the cheese, yeah. What's in there, she's like, oh, she steamed she like up. I'm like, oh hell no! Nah. Like you are into some American Mexican food. Like, you're in Mexico, Mexico. Their Mexican
1: food is like Del Taco, Taco Bell, Chevys. That's not real Mexican food. That is Chipotle. not. I Chipotle. When people say, oh my god, I love Mexican food. Chipotle is my favorite. You that does not count. That's like going somewhere and be like, oh, my God, I love pizza. Little Caesars is my favorite. The audacity, because that's cardboard. So, like, where is the flavor? Where are the real chilies? No.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: No. Even, like,
0: I remember, and this is something that my, my grandma, I mean, if she would understand, she would probably think it was funny. I was watching... TV, the commercial came on, and I know people are like, commercials, what's that? That's the thing when you are stuck and you can't fast forward, you know, it's the thing that yes. in between the show. So, a <laughs> I see a Chipotle commercial, and the guy is talking about carne asada. And I was like, he, mind you, it shows his name on the bottom, and it says Ernesto, and I was like, oh, hell no, oh, Ernesto. No. You need to start saying it like you mean it. <laughs>
1: it. yeah, so- I want to hear it.
0: I was like, his, no, he is not Latino. Take his Latino card and throw it away. And my grandma's just kind of looking at me like, I don't know what she's saying. Because my grandma doesn't speak English. Okay. And I was like, no, take the whole Latino card away. I went, ma'am. I was like, I look white and I know how to say it right. And she goes, right, oh, right. And I was like, you didn't cook me long enough. That's why I'm white. I wasn't long enough in there. They didn't cook you long enough. <laughs> no, she
1: didn't cook me long enough. I wasn't baked for the full. For the first full term. Oh no. Well, see, but you could have been like me. I was very white when I was born. My dad mm-hmm. tried to be like, that's not mine, because my dad's browner than me. And eventually, I got brown. The brown never went away. Um, but our family's just like that. Like we have a, a baby that was born he's a little ginger. He's more Mexican than most of them in our family, and it's like, how does that happen? Where did the genes cross? You know, actually, like he's Mexican, Puerto Rican, and Portuguese, but ginger, where? Very interesting. The Portuguese
0: in the port. Could be, could be. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh hell no, nah, because all of my mom. You've met my mom. Yes. Me and Jess kind of got connected was through my mom. I had my mom get a facial, and Jess was the one who gave my mom the. I facial, did. But she still flashes back to it to this day. Like oh, she was so. I did. I put my mom to sleep. You probably I put my mom to
1: sleep. No, before. we were talking. i poor thing. I'm all sorry. This isn't a relaxing facial. Once we started talking, it was so funny because I I always do believe life works for out like the way it's supposed to. And I was preparing myself to get ready to go on a podcast that weekend. And I'm just talking, you know, like, so what do you have going on after this? And your mom says, I'm helping my daughter, you know, do things for her podcast. And as soon as she said, I was like, oh, no way. Like, it just was very, like, things clicked. And I just was so, like, excited to hear more about everything. And I loved it. app. Yeah, by the end of it, your mom's like, I'm going to connect you two. This is going to happen. I think you guys are going to get along. And look at, we already know the pest. And we already have right? lost in common.
0: We were lost friends. We were lost yes. friends that found each other.
1: Yeah! Shout out to your mom <laughs> for hooking it up. I know.
0: Thanks, mommy. And even though sometimes you know, I know I get on your nerves, but thanks for looking out. But <laughs> Girl, you're a real one. Yeah. <laughs> Watch her be like, "Um, you need to pay me." Like, yeah. I did. Um. I got you the facial. I got you the. Facial. You did.
1: That's so sweet. <laughs> what a good daughter.
0: Nah, I was, like, I didn't know what to get her for Mother's Day. And I was, like, oh, hell. Like, I need to get her something. So I had booked the Mother's Day package. And yeah. they could only do the massage one day. And so they said it would do the facial at another day. And they kept, like, switching the dates. And then it just it just ended up working out. But getting back to it, my mom is very brown. My dad is light skin. So my mom's Mexican and my dad's Puerto Rican. And Puerto Rican, Portuguese, from Hawaii. So, like, his family migrated okay. from... Puerto Rico to Hawaii.
1: Okay, so real quick, then, is that a thing? I have a cousin who she goes, mm-hmm. We're Puerto Rican, we're Hawaiian and Puerto Rican and this and that. She goes, But we're not Hawaiian, we're Puerto Ricans from Hawaii. So that's a mm-hmm. thing? It's a thing. It's a thing okay.
0: because what happened was during the diamond sugar cane, a lot okay. of Puerto Ricans left the island to go to Hawaii for work. So they oh. part of in the sugar cane there. Um, and a lot of people don't know this. I found this out through reading because I'm an avid reader. Yes, um, education. I'm like, I got to educate myself because school didn't teach me about my culture. Right. School taught me about this, but it didn't teach me about my culture and the real facts. Right. Right. So I look it up. Portugal did invade Puerto Rico at one point. So it makes kind of sense where okay. there's a lot of Puerto Ricans with Portuguese or Spanish last names. Okay. Um, Spanish from Spain because right. Latinos are not Spanish. Um, right. And my mom is Afro-Mexican. And a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize that there is, there's a whole pueblo of Afro-Mexicans in Mexico because okay. the slaves, in, you know, escaped slavery. They went to Mexico for freedom. Right, and so that's where they mix, right? And as a Mexican, which I always call myself, I love I that. Don't look like my mom, but right. when I did, I did twenty three and me because I wanted okay. to see what what was what, right? It turns out I have Afro Puerto Rican as- ancestry, and okay. I also have Thaino ancestry, which is their indigenous in Puerto Rico, and then I have <laughs> um, Sub-Saharan African as well. On top of that, so my cousin, who's a little darker than me, I was like, I'm more black than you because she did the same thing.
1: I hers didn't like, come up like that? You.
0: And she goes, oh no, you are not. She looks it up, and I had a higher percentage than she did, but she's darker. I was like, it's just not out my outfit yeah. it's on the inside. It's,
1: <laughs> it is on the inside, in here, where it counts, Ooh, where it counts, for sure. Yeah. And well, even, like, my...
0: this this recently we went to speaking of being brown and this would yeah. probably be something that I would get canceled for because we went to LA to go promote oh. for Ablemos Productions, which is this production company. And we get to this pub and grill. Okay. And I'm like, we walk in, I look around, I don't say anything. And my mom says, We're the only brown people in here.
1: And oh. Said, You're the only You're brown the people in only... here. <laughs>
0: Oh, I can pass. So yeah. if something goes down, they're going to think that I am one of them.
1: You're yes. not. You're all blonde hair, like skin.
0: Mm-hmm. Green contacts because I wanted my eyes to look a little bit more hazel. Like... Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> she's will let me take those out real quick. No, absolutely not. I'm like, yeah, mom, you're the only brown people. Shit hits the fan. I'm out. Like, you were stuck by yourself. Yeah. Girl, like, I, I don't even know
1: keys.
0: her. And she, like, grabbed my keys. And she's like, oh, you can't leave me. I was like, okay, fine. Girl, she's my old pair. <laughs> she she came with me. <laughs> she's my emotional support person. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, she was like, I can't believe you just said that. I can't believe you just said that. I'm like, you can't believe it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I've i
0: been going through that for years. Everyone's been like, oh, you know, she's adopted because she's white. Or I'm like, no, I'm not adopted. She had me. <laughs> she yeah. physically had me. There's proof. And they're like, no, you're adopted because you're white. Nope. No, I'm not. I'm really not. And that whole thing that Latinos do where they're like, if certain areas of the baby are dark, mm-hmm. that means they're going to be dark skin, is not always true.
1: What? Then, I've never heard of that <laughs> one. Supposedly. They're like if sewer. your elbows are dark, first of all, that's ashy and we all get like that. <laughs> so what does that mean? Certain areas oh like the nipples or something? <laughs> really and trying the, to think about it. And the
0: wibbles if the webbles are dark, that means that the boy's gonna be brown. Um or if okay. the nips are dark, supposedly the girl is gonna be brown. And that didn't happen. Let's just say <laughs> that didn't happen. Um you're all we're still loading. <laughs> we're waiting
1: for the, Maybe rest of the color. In four years,
0: it'll yeah. come in. Maybe. There's still time. You know? I'm not eighty yet. So we'll see. Oh but my gosh, watch you get darker
1: the older you get.
0: That would be the worst joke. That would be the worst that joke. That would be life. My like, god dang it. What did I do <laughs> you heaven? all, like my hair so started getting
1: curlier. It all just starts coming... Your Afro is going to start... Your Afro-Latina is going to start coming through as you get older. But you never know.
0: My hair is frizzy, and it's, like, it has that texture at the root. So I have to straighten Uh it where I use products to kind of tame it. Because otherwise it is, like, very... Especially at the root. So... I dye my hair. This is not my natural hair. You know, I was getting canas, and I'm like, I don't want to look old yet because I'm still single.
1: Right, right. We'll wait. I'm like,
0: I got to make this kind of, like, blend into there, and I remember my mom specifically. She's like, you know, it fits you. Blonde fits you. Yeah, yeah. but when I had dark hair, nobody said anything. Like,
1: that's (laughs) a good color on you. You're all nobody.
0: But now, but you know, oh my I, God sends white, just like
1: me. You know, we're related through God <laughs> and through our skin, both of it. <laughs> well, it's like my mom, when she was growing up, she had really curly hair. And my mom is like, mm, like around my skin till maybe a little darker. But people, I don't know why, because of the curly hair, they, they would ask her if she was like Park Samoan. And that made no sense to me. But in certain areas, depending, I guess, on where you grew up, if that's not like Mm -hmm. what you've seen and what was around you, her hair was also, it was very textured. It wasn't just curly. It was like coarse and curly. So Mm -hmm. apparently they never seen too many, you know, Latinos with that type of hair color or hair texture. But my mom was really involved. My mom was like the, the president of the Chicano Club back in high school. My mom was into all of that. So to have that kind of even be like a question of like, well, what are you? she's we're we're mexican american i mean we did the 23andme i thought we were going to find out you know maybe a little bit more intricate a little bit more um we had a plot twist too where my sister who we have different dads and growing up Mm. she's been told she's um mexican from us but chinese and italian on her dad's side her dad is mixed with mexican and chinese and apparently there's some italian so her whole life it was like a very interesting mix right um, he's from San Francisco, where I feel like that makes a little bit more of a sense of, like, such a crazy mix. But, um, oh, yeah. like, her hair was long and straight and black. And they're like, oh, that's because of the Chinese. Oh, her, you know, her eye shape, they're really more almond. Oh, that's because of the Chinese. She did the 23 and me. She has zero percentage of Chinese in her. So it was like, what? First of all, did we all get tricked into thinking that she had these qualities because she's Chinese? So we were all lied to you know she was like to her whole life but no she's actually more mexican than the rest of us so it was crazy it was like mind-shocking like wow oh my god yeah. but it's
0: just those things that you see when you're young and you're like yeah. I, I know that they kept saying that i wasn't um that i wasn't puerto rican that i was just like native american and possibly portuguese right from that okay age. and my dad's like no like i'm puerto rican like i know <laughs> i'm puerto Rican, and i'm your dad
1: so you are that
0: and yeah know. and then you know i do it and it does come out with a smaller percentage but then it gives us okay. like where um yeah you know, in puerto rico my my family tree would stem from and where in mexico my family tree would stem from and right. i know that it's it makes no sense to a lot of people but i to me, I was like, "This is this is proof that our ancestors were doing some ho shit."
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, like, which oh way? yeah. I'm like, how they did they were get, dipping like, 0. into the different <laughs> flavors. Yeah.
0: <laughs> how did I get zero point zero something percent Jewish? That makes no sense. Like yeah, yeah. Again, to like what people thought, right? Because my grandma looks light skin like me. Mm -hmm. She was disowned by her family because of who she married. Okay. Um, And she has like these, her eyes are like a very light brown, very, very light, almost green. Mm -hmm. And we thought for years that she was part Greek because that's what we were told. And she's not. There's no, There's 0% Greek in my grandma. Oh, because it didn't crazy. come out on mine. It didn't come yeah. out on my cousins. Nowhere did it come out that we had right. Greek ancestry. It did come out with Spain. And I'm like, okay. I, I, that's, I, that's, I where, <laughs> that's That's where. That's <laughs> where
1: it happened. Mm-hmm. Well, same thing with us. We were told um, on my dad's side that I'm Mexican, Native American, and Greek. So... Mm-hmm. The Native American, I know my dad is from Arizona. My dad's whole side, I mean, like, for being Hispanic, I'm tall. I'm 5'8". My dad's Mm -hmm. 6'4". My uncle's 6'3". My brother's 6'3". That's where they're like, that's where the Native American side came from. And then we always heard my grandma's dad was Greek. But then I was also told that my great-grandma was a bartender or waitress or something like that back in the day. And let's just say Nana was a little promiscuous. So they said that Nana didn't know who... Grandpa her who the dad was and that she thought it was this Greek man and that years later my grandma tried to like I don't know contact the man and ask and that's what he told her. He was like, I'm sorry I'm not your dad your mom worked in a bar and was a little promiscuous and I don't think I'm your dad Well fast forward to this point. I'm I was pregnant my daughter's name is Athena for a reason because I was told my whole life that we have Greek in us and I loved Greek mythology and everything and when we finally did 23andMe a couple years ago, we have, like, I have, like, 1.3% Greek. But I'm going to claim that damn 1.3. So when my daughter goes, she goes, so I'm, like, 5.5%. I said, yeah, girl, claim it. You know, at this point, it's all lies. We don't know. Right. But I'm not changing her name for nobody. That's all I know.
0: Right. It's a pretty name. I mean she can rock mm-hmm. that. And, like I'm green. Yes. That's why I look the way that I
1: look. Yes. Oh yeah, she's the I'm the goddess of war and wisdom. So she she knows she's smart. She's too smart.
0: Yeah. But see,
1: that's what I think that
0: a lot of like even comedy kinda goes with it too when it comes to identity because mm-hmm. I see a lot of these female comics talk about their identity. Angela yes. Johnson is one of them, where she's yes. like, I'm a no-sabo kid, but that's okay. Like, yes. I I can rock that. I can pretend that I know what's going on, but I really don't know what's going on. And that's who she is. She's not ashamed yeah. of it. But then you have some comics who will pretend that they not, are not who they are, or right. that they don't look a certain way, or that their background didn't help them. And it's like, this right. is something that you got as... Being mixed is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Being mixed with culture is a blessing because you get to pick from other, other cultures and use it as right. your material. I don't see why people can't just get that. And I think that that has a lot to do with us as females in right. the industry of entertainment because we can use our experience and our family's culture to our benefit. But oh. some people are scared oh. to.
1: Well, and that's the thing, like, because there is that sense of vulnerability, right? Like, if you and that's, if you aren't 100% confident in who you are and what you are, or maybe, for example, how we're saying, like, what if they didn't do a twenty-three million? and they don't know and they're not comfortable speaking on it? But if you know and you choose not to uh, let that be a part, it doesn't have to be 100% a part of your set and what you talk about all the time, you know, because you don't want to be like, we get it, you're Mexican. No, I want you to know that a lot of the things that I do – it's because of my childhood. A lot of the ways that I look at things, it's because of how we grew up. Like, I joke a lot about even, um, like, this is, you know, um, we grew up on welfare and food stamps. No shame to it. My mom got the help that was needed. There's a lot of people out there who don't. There's a lot of people who abuse the system. But when we were growing up, oh my gosh, we didn't want, like, mom, are you really paying the, the ice cream truck with food stamps right now? Like, my friends are here. Don't do that, you know? But there was so much of, like, we grew up a certain way. I grew up in the Bay Area and I grew up in Milpitas. Mm
0: -hmm. There's
1: not a whole lot of Hispanic or uh, Mexican culture in Milpitas. It is a primarily Mm -hmm. Asian dominant type of town. And growing up, I don't speak Spanish, I'm a Nozavo kid too, and Mm -hmm. you know we didn't speak that. I didn't see a lot of representation and I always tell the story because it makes me laugh. I'm like, that is so sad. I was a little kid and we went from Milpitas to somewhere in the east side. And that's probably, like, a 15, 20-minute drive, realistically. But as a kid, and if you were taking a nap, that felt like hours. So I remember waking up, and we're somewhere in Eastside. And I wake up, and I go, are we in Mexico? And my mom looks at me and starts laughing. she's like, no, we're in San Jose. But I'm a little kid. I go, San Jose? Like, that sounded heckin'. Like, Mexican too but I didn't know but it's literally because it's not around you all the time you know so I remember being a kid in elementary and somebody asked me well where are you from in Mexico or where's your family from and I'm like my mom's from Mountain View like we're not you know I don't know my grandma's from Palo Alto like I don't know it wasn't it wasn't like that so there was a part of at least for me growing up they would be like well you don't speak Spanish you're not Mexican and you know in those dynamics too you're like damn am I not? And it's like, no, I'm freaking brown. I eat Mexican food. I, this is, you know, my mom spanks me. I don't know. Like these are the, I'm, I'm brought up the Hispanic. I don't know what to tell you, you know, but it's, I think it's definitely something that like you do, you, if you pull from everything that was given to you and in our family, and I always say to, I grew up in the Bay Area, it's a melting pot of cultures out there. I mean, our family has, like I said, Puerto Rican, same thing, Puerto Rican, Portuguese, there's black, there's, Vietnamese there's there's a bunch of different cultures in Samoan there's a lot of cultures in our family that this is just how we were raised and so even for us we joke like yes we're Mexican but we grew up like hood Mexican like we grew up like very diverse of, of how things were you know you're playing outside for too long don't come inside you smell like outside you stink what does that even mean you know like there was just so much to it that I laugh I'm like we didn't have a traditional like childhood when it comes to that in that sense of like it wasn't just one culture it was everybody and guess what if you talk back in front of your mom you had your tias, your uncles you had everybody on you Who were you talking to like that it was a very like you were raised by the whole family type of family
0: yeah I get that because even though I do speak Spanish like it it's mocho which would be like it's broken so my cousins don't speak Spanish a lot of them don't They refuse to. I think it's more so because they're afraid of people making fun of their accent. Right. Uh, I grew up, my parents gave birth to me in Palo Alto, and then they lived in Irvington for nine years. And then they moved to Manteca. And then we moved around, and we just stayed in this spot. I'm not going to say exactly where because I don't want nobody to find me. But um, (laughs) it's it's different, right, because my mom's from Compton. Am yeah. I keyword? So they grew yeah. up in the hood. People think that Stockton is the hood. No, that is not. Mm-hmm. That is no. not. You don't have any idea what the hood is because hood does not mean that you are a thug. Doesn't mean that you do Mm -hmm. that type of activity. It means that you grew up in a community that was very different, right? It's blended. There's a lot of other people there. My mom had friends who were Tongan, Samoan, Filipino, all that growing up. And they're my aunties and uncles. My theos and my theos were like the blood related relatives, but everybody was auntie and uncle. And yeah. I know that my nephew struggles because he's Ukrainian and Mexican. Oh, wow. Um, so we went to Mexico, and he doesn't speak Spanish at all. Like, he won't speak it. He gets half of it. Okay. Um, and we, he ordered a Magnifica. That's what it's called on the menu. It's uh-huh. a Magnifica. And it's uh-huh. supposed to be, like, a Magnificent, right? And so right, right. And he's like, I'll have a McFishia with... No lettuce, no tomato, no onions, and a coca. And all he said was, like, a coca. Yes. That to him was, like, Spanish enough. And the guy goes, yes. okay, so una magnifica sin cebolla, sin lechuga, sin tomate. And he's, like, looking at the guy and he looks at me and he goes, yeah, he understood me. I'm like, they speak English here too, idiot. Like Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> he understood me. Part. Oh, my gosh. Oh. But even through the Mexica, whatever, however he said it. Yeah, they can understand, I mean my my daughter actually she did a spanish immersion program from kindergarten till second grade and that was the year of the struggles because i had to rely on me google translate and you know all of that to try and get through it because we didn't grow up speaking it and it was one of those things i'm like man we say it our you know our whole childhood we were robbed we were robbed why didn't you guys teach us and it's like it was a different time like my grandma spoke spanish she didn't always speak it to my mom and my ideas, but you know, they do understand Spanish. They do know certain things, but to have a conversation, those are definitely one of those things. You're like, please don't put me on the spot. Please don't look at me. And then on top of that growing up and you're Brown and people can identify something. I mean, for the most part, I have people that go, you're mixed, you're mixed with something, but you look like you speak Spanish. Okay. Well, jokes on you. Cause I don't, you know, um, or I will always tease that the only Spanish that I know growing up was KFC Spanish. My first job, I had I worked at KFC. So I can tell you the parts of a chicken confidently. Alas, pachugas, piernas, muslo, macaron con queso. I can do all of that. But that's where it ends. So I don't know if a chicken is ever going to be in help or need help or assistance, but that's what's going to happen. So it's sad. Somebody
0: asks you for directions and you're like, Pechuga, pechuga, izquierda. I mean,
1: I don't know. It's gonna get very lost. I'm Amo original. I remember asking well, "How do you say original and crispy?" They're all creepy. I'm all crispy. It was terrible. No, oh.
0: it, it's even if you do speak Spanish, you gonna get caught up because I know that we went to a restaurant, me and my best friend, and the guy. I look. I profiled somebody. I'm not proud of it. But he was oh, brown, no. and I was like, New "You order <laughs> I was like it's bright. He's like, "What would you like to drink?" I'm like, "When it's bright." She goes, "Did you just really just say it's bright?" It's yeah, He spoke English to you. <laughs> 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 i'm like i'm my bad i am so sorry and he's like oh, it's no problem it's really not a problem you look know, but I... your your inner george lopez
1: came out because that's what i was think yeah. about i welcome the yaki labog right
0: <laughs> what kind of fountain drinks do you have huh? fountain
1: drinks fountain <laughs> drinks <laughs> yes. oh why
0: you going say a song like it's oh my god that would be me and i I told her, nope. I'm like, you You can't take me anywhere. This is proof that you cannot take me anywhere. No. And mind you, we went to a taco truck. And this is, like, real quick. We went to a taco truck, uh-huh. and these ladies came out from housekeeping. And I, I didn't pay no attention to them, and they're staring at me, but they're dogging me. It's not like they're just, like, looking at me. No, they're dogging me. And I'm wearing oh. heels because when I worked in office instead of remote,
1: right. I
0: wore heels every day. I have a height complex. I'm 5'2", so it gave me okay a height. And I wore five-inch heels. I can walk oh, comfortably in five-inch heels. Smaller than that, I I look like I'm struggling. Um, five and this lady says something in Spanish, but I didn't really catch it because I'm ordering our food. Right. <laughs> friend's food. And she goes, I think they're talking about you. And then I go, what? She goes, I think they're talking about you. So then we stand on the other side waiting for the food, and she's still talking about me. And I go, ¿no tiene vergüenza? And she's like, what? I go, ¿no tienes vergüenza que estás hablando de mí pensando que no entiendo? And then, like, I started talking fast.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like,
0: you don't feel embarrassed that you're talking about me? You're just looking at, like, the dyed hair and my looking thinking, I don't understand what you just said. Like, you don't feel embarrassed? Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. I guess you were because you pointed at me. (laughs) Like You're not even – you don't even – Act like you're not looking at me. You're pointing at me. You're pointing directly at me. Yeah. I'm like, no, absolutely not. So it's moments like that that I I would love to talk about, like, in front of oh. an audience where you oh yes. judge. And I feel like it would hit. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I may not be everybody's cup of tea.
1: But, but that's but that's the I'm thing with it well. all. Like you're, you we're not always going to be, and that's something I've had to I've had to accept that a long time ago. I could be much. I could be too much for people sometimes. And that's okay. You know, if that's not if this doesn't work, I mean when I'm talking to people and I can already tell, Oh, you're not really I'm like you're not really laughing at my jokes or whatever. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> this isn't gonna work. That's okay. Now I don't bother toning myself down. I just realize this does not work with everybody so yeah I think when people have those type of like I said those type of not even complex it's kind of like where are you not everything that you say that comes out your mouth is funny either you know like I don't know I think everyone is so quick to be like why would that person do that or like ooh, she's going up there saying that or oh she must be really confident whatever the cases are it's like a lot of people do those type of things because they have the inability to do it themselves so I'm always like props kudos for you for for doing something that a lot of people wouldn't do honestly doing your podcast. That's huge. That's a huge Avenue that like, not a lot of people, number one, have the, the guts, the manpower, the intelligence to pull off something like that. So, you know, cheers to not being everyone's cup of tea. You know, I'm just like, yeah, there's, there's plenty more people out there who, who will totally uh, just take it all in.
0: Mm. And I think that one thing that men will learn from this if they do watch this, I have a couple of people they know will um Jess will roast you if you ended up yes. watching with her on hinge or something yes. just know that you will be roasted and it's it's completely okay. you have to take it like a man, take it like a man I do. <laughs> you know it's
1: all in good fun, it's all in good fun, mm-hmm. and you know what i think the, and i have actually i had the honor once of um not just you know, doing the rap or or the joke, I got to do it to somebody's face after I made it. I ran into the person weeks later and um, I did it to his face. And I told him, I said, you have the opportunity of hearing it live. And um, he he was a little confused. I think he was kind of 50, 50. Am I flattered? Am I turned on? Am I offended? I don't think he knew what he was feeling, but it was, it was great. And I, I laugh now because First of all, the confidence that I had to do that, I mean, that's probably one of my biggest, not fears, but like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, made fun of this guy or I just did this. Hopefully he doesn't hear it. No, I want them to kind of, I want them to know, but it's also, like I said, it's never done maliciously, but some of them, they deserve to hear it live or on TikTok, whatever the case may be. So whoever you are out there, my next, I'm not going to call him my next victim because it's not, you're not victimized by me but the next lucky suitor that gets a joke or a rap about them, I, I think it's an honor. I did let one guy know who I, I, I liked. I probably still have a little space in my heart for him. But I let him know that he does not have a rap yet. Not because I don't want to, but because his name is too hard to rhyme things with. <laughs> so he's very lucky. I told him the closest that I could rhyme with his name is Falafel. And that's not even close enough.
0: <laughs> not even close thank god my mom gave me a difficult name because yeah it's not easy no. to, like, with. yes <laughs> it's that's my... gonna be hard to work with <laughs> yeah but definitely I would love to talk about this even more I think that we could probably do like a two-hour show about this but yeah. I know that time is time is money right and we also have yeah. things to do I will have you back as long as you're willing to come back. Maybe next time we can talk about dating since we plug in your first podcast a little bit more that you did. Okay. Okay. I told you I have thoughts, you know? Yes. Um, Yes. I'm all for it. And right now I do want to ask you though, as a comedian, as someone who loves comedy, what do you think is a good way to get your messaging out? Is it through, being completely open or do you think about it before it comes out
1: um i mean i think i think it's kind of like for me i i do a lot of thinking before i do something i do like if i have an idea if i have a concept of something that i even think is remotely funny i write down that idea and then from there i do kind of like to dissect it a little bit more to to find out what was so funny about that to begin with and then when you go from there there are it relates to so many other things. So yes, but at the same time, I also, I joke that I have like awkward Tourette's and I just say things that just come to my head and I go, I probably shouldn't have said that. But that's the fun in it all. Um, I think it's kind of just being intuitive too. Like being intuitive to, yeah, that is kind of funny. I think that was funny. Um, But I think the biggest thing too, it's like you have to not be so caught up in worrying about is everyone else going to find this funny? Cause that's hard, especially with comedy. You want the joke that you are saying to be well received. But if you think too much about, is this funny? And is this, this is going to be funny for this person, or this is funny because this reason it kind of takes out the fun out of it. So I think if something instinctually, like if it feels funny, like that was funny, that made me laugh initially saying it or thinking it, that's how I kind of lead with it. Like that was funny off the back. Um, but I probably don't do things traditionally. Like I test out a lot of my jokes on my clients. So whether I'm giving them a facial or I'm waxing them, I'm like, hey, do you want to hear a funny thought I had? And that's kind of what I do. And because the people who I interact with are from to- like totally different walks of life, I feel like if I can make half of them laugh, then that was probably a good one. So I think it's kind of a bit of both. I, I would never sit here and research an entire joke and like, do something like that because like I said I think it takes the fun out of what comedy should be but mm-hmm. I really do think like leading with with what kind of feels natural and if it's quick and if it's off the top of your head it, it probably is as funny as you think it is
0: but also there's a risk so yeah <laughs> there is you don't know how that person's gonna take it they may take it as like what did she just say yeah <laughs> oh completely yeah completely confused also real quick are you a
1: yeah. ha ha or a ha ha Oh, I like I said because I'm nofavo. I I'm a ha ha. I am I am a ha ha. <laughs> that even sounds so <laughs> ugly. I don't laugh like that. I more witch cackle, but it's more of a ha ha.
0: So you're like more of a hehe instead of a ha
1: ha. Oh no, it's never. That's cute and innocent. That's like hee-hee-hee. No, mine is more like from my diaphragm laughing. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. But it's, it's out there.
0: So thanks everybody for joining us. I, again, I would love to have you back and talk about other topics. Maybe we can get into some of those funny facials or waxing sessions. Yes. People getting too comfortable. We have them. And some we experience. do. Yes. <laughs> so um, where can they find you real quick?
1: Um, so I am that funny wax chick on TikTok. I am makeup mama one on Instagram. Um, and that's pretty much where you can find me. I post any and everything on there. Um, a lot of comedy, a lot of rap dissings and, um, good stuff.
0: All right so I'll go ahead and add her socials onto the description if it's not clickable just message me and I will go ahead and forward it to you um, again we try to do this three times a month but sometimes life happens and we can't do it gracias mi gente por estar conmigo thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon bye bye okay. gracias mi gente for tuning in to Let's Alar Solita podcast bendiciones siempre remember aquí hablemos sin filtro bye